Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CastBox. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. On this edition, we're talking union hockey. Later on, I'll have interviews with Union Associate Head Coach Jason Tapp and junior forward Parker Fu, who made his season debut last weekend at the Catamount Cup after missing the first 17 games with a shoulder injury. Union beat writer Mike McGadden joins me now. Mike, hello and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Good to be back. Yeah, it was our first college hockey-centric podcast of 2020. Uh, and the Dutchmen are returning to UCAC hockey play this weekend as they head to the North Country. They will play St. Lawrence on Friday at SUNY Canton as Appleton Arena is still not ready to host hockey as the refurbishing of the rink continues. And then Union visits fourth-ranked Clarkson on Saturday. The Dutchmen are coming off a mixed result end to the 2019 year. And playing at the Catamount Cup, they lost to Vermont, a team that entered the tournament with just one win. Uh, they lost that score 2 to nothing. But the next day, they pulled off a 1-1 tie against 13th-ranked Providence. Just makes you scratch your head, Mike, about uh, what this team can do. And they can lose a one-win team, but then tie a ranked team. It kind of is. A, I know that the roster has been totally turned over with graduation, all the freshmen and everything, but it's almost like an echo to last year. Last year's team, which was wildly inconsistent and had – like so many weekends where they looked great and then lost maybe a team they shouldn't have lost to. So kind of, I don't know if that's good or bad, if it's echoing to a, you know, a 20 win season last year, but um, yeah, I mean, consistency, I think everybody tries to strive for that and they, they talk a good game about it, but it just takes, um, you know, a lot of detailed uh, you know, attention and, and uh, you know, it's very difficult to maintain and, and uh, you know, but they're doing pretty well right now. They're they're three, two, and one in their last six games. Showing starting to show some signs of life. I mean, I mean, you know, they're not really getting blind. I mean, you know, the UMass blowouts, and uh, but for the most part, they they're in these games, and it seems like they're having chances. I mean, I mean, talking with Jason Tapp, we'll have an interview with him as we said a little bit later. But they said they were getting chances against Vermont. They just ran into a hot goaltender and ended up Vermont ended up winning the Catamount Cup with a couple of shutouts. It also goes back a little bit to how. To something that Keith and Lane said when they played Yale is that w- one of their big biggest handicaps right now is finishing. Um, you know they they can set up plays, they can get give themselves good chances, but they they just kind of lack that one last kind of killer instinct to to uh, beat the goal. Do you think Parker Fu's return helps that uh, maybe that way? Yeah, I mean he he wasn't like a terribly productive player last year just from a straight number standpoint, but it can only help. Um, you know, he's got pretty good speed. He's got good hands. He's got pretty good size. He's a couple inches taller than his brother Spencer was. And um, like last year, he was, I'm trying to remember who he was on the line with, but it was kind of a good puck possession line. I think he was on with Jack Adams and Sean Harrison's kind of rings a bell. And, mm-hmm. and uh, he's, he was reunited with Sean Harrison and, and one of the freshmen, Liam Robertson, but also um, in the Providence game, um, he was on a line with, uh, Gabriel Seeger, freshman, and Anthony Rinaldi. So there's going to be a little bit of juggling going on, even within games. Yeah. Um, Rick Brandon, the head coach, was not made available to the uh, – it's just say he wasn't made available. He was unavailable to uh, speak to the media because he had some meetings on Tuesday, which was the media availability day. And that's why Jason Tapp spoke to uh, us. But you had a chance to talk to Rick on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, what was his assessment of uh, last weekend? Well, I – 
you know, we didn't really talk about last weekend that much, but just certainly he's encouraged by the return of Parker Fu, which we've already talked about. Um, the reason he, he was also explaining why he, well, I wasn't working on Tuesday anyway, but apparently this was like the second wave of one-on-one meetings that they have with, with all the various players on the team. He's something he said he likes to do two or three times a year, at least twice a year, just to ask the kids a lot of questions, see where their head's at, and give them an opportunity for a little one-on-one time. Too. Yeah, plus if they have any issues that they want to talk about. Plus the players are meeting with the team psychologists too, so it's sort yeah. of a weird Tuesday as far as media availability. <laughs> um, now let's look ahead to this weekend. Uh, you know, the second meetings against St. Lawrence and Clarkson, we know that they lost both those games at uh, Messerink. The probably the most disappointing one was the St. Lawrence game where they had the lead and uh, lost in overtime. Uh St. Lawrence has really been struggling of late. This is maybe a good opportunity for Union to take advantage of that. You would think. I mean, again, we probably said this a million times already this season. Union just isn't a team that um, can really take anybody lightly. It doesn't matter what their record is, St. Lawrence. Um, the, the second game is against Clarkson this weekend, and they, you know, they're probably looking forward to that. But you know, they do have a good opportunity in front of themselves on Friday. Um, and then going back to the first Clarkson game, um, as I wrote in my story, it's going to be in tomorrow's paper, probably the low point of the season just based on how the result played out. And, and Rick Bennett was mad at enough at his team that he did. Speaking of players not being available, he, that, that's the one game so far this year where he said, nah, you guys aren't talking to the media and, and used words like embarrassing and passengers. Yeah. And, um, and the thing about that game is they – you know, one of their goals in any given game is they try not to give up goals in the first three minutes or the last three minutes of a period. And all five of those goals <laughs> fell in that category. Yeah. So that that was like strike four and five, um, you're out um, trying to get that accomplished, which they absolutely did not. And we should say we're taping this on Thursday night, so your story will be in Friday's paper. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and online at dailygazette.com. Um what what is what did Rick also have to say about you know was, now the only non-conference game they have left uh, remaining this season will be the uh, Mayor's Cup game at RPS. Now it's all ECAC play the basically the rest of the way. Yeah. Uh, what did he say anything about that? No, just a little bit. I mean, they, like I asked him if you know having seen these two teams already once, um, you know, what what advantages that you get out of that? And he said, yeah, you know you do have a, a read on what these teams are about because we're kind of getting the second wave through against everybody. Of course, the, you know, it's, it's a reciprocal advantage for the other team yeah. too, but, mm-hmm. but he, I think he, um, besides just specifically ECAC, he just said he, he likes the way they're playing. They're playing better. Now the freshmen are starting to understand the systems and, and, uh, so he just kind of, in general, he likes how they're playing right now. Yeah. You know? And we'll see what happens in the yeah. second half. Okay. Well, uh, coming up, uh, we'll have uh, Jason Tapps comments, the senior associate head coach, to see what he had to say about uh, last weekend and uh, this weekend coming up. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Castbox. Hi, this is Daily Gazette sports editor Michael Kelly. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette associate sports editor Ken Schott. Back on the Party Shots podcast, along with Mike McAdam, I'm Ken Schott. Union head coach was Rick Bennett, as we said, was in meetings during Tuesday's media availability. So associate head coach Jason Tapp took his place. Here's what Tapp had to say about the Dutchman and his beloved Seattle Seahawks, who take on my Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC wildcard round Sunday. You guys getting healthier? Uh, Bass is back. Looks like Fu is back. 
I think we're as healthy as we're going to be, to be honest. But like, you're healthier now than you were before going up to Oh, certainly. Atlanta. Yeah, definitely. We Obviously, Fuzzy's first game's back, and he didn't miss a beat, so it was nice to have him back. Um, we're still up in the air on Jack. I'm not is, sure if that'll what ever. What does Fu bring to the table that maybe you didn't have as much of when he's not there? I think just Fuzzy is a presence. You know, he can skate. He can make plays. He's, you know, he plays heavy. Um, you know, I think it's just... The guy that has confidence, so I think he helps and he helps push down guys in our lineup too, and makes us a little deeper up front. So that certainly helps. How um, did he look? Uh, looked like he didn't miss a beat, to be honest. Yeah. Like he was really good. Yeah. Up, up Six in, shots on goal in the two games. Yeah, he, he, against Vermont, he got robbed a couple times, um, and he probably could have had a couple goals. And you know, he was buzzing around. He's on the PK and power play, so um, we played him right there shift, and it was a quick turnaround for him. And you know, it didn't look like he, uh, you know, fatigued very much on. On Sunday, the second night, and you know, second afternoon, and you know, he looked great. How happy was he to be back in the lineup? How did you see him? Like, I think he was pretty happy. It was, it was I think it was a relief. Um, you know, I, I was talking to him after the game on Sunday, just hey, welcome back, and he's like, it was good to be back. So, was it frustrating for him? I imagine. I think it's frustrating for anybody. You know, you're an athlete, used to playing at a high level, and you kind of been out here for a bit with, uh, and you're sitting around watching and team struggling to score a little bit and you know you can contribute and help and you know I'm sure there's some frustration with him his part but I'm glad he's back and he feels healthy and um, you know he's a big part of our team. What was his injury? Uh, he had shoulder surgery in the off season. Oh so you knew coming in that he was going to be out for a while. Yeah we knew he was going to be out um, to probably maybe had a slight chance to have him before Christmas um, but most likely after Christmas we'd have Did him Did he hurt it last year? Uh, I don't know. You'd have to ask, ask him when he, when he did it. I think he was sure when it was. Uh, I just know he got diagnosed in the middle of the summer. So, How would you assess the uh, weekend? I mean, the disappointing loss to Vermont, he had just won one game. And you come back against nationally ranked Providence and you end up getting a tie out of it. I mean, how would you assess that weekend? Um, I thought we had a, a, a good weekend of, 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 of building. Um, you know, Vermont, I think we... You know, looking back at chances we out, we've, we had that we outchanced them in, in the game, and their goalie made some some big saves, and um, you know we made one colossal error in the third there that ended up in a breakaway goal again. So um, I felt we I think we feel as a group that we could easily got a win out of that game, and then you know playing a team like Providence, even though they were missing some guys, they're still deep, and they got you know they lead the country in goal, got the leading goal scorer on the ice. Um, you know to keep them to one goal and. And go back and forth, especially after the, the first period. That the second period, we carried a lot of the play and were heavy and established ourselves. So I think that breeds some confidence for our guys um, going forward, knowing that we can play with those type of teams. With Jack's injury, I know the knee is, you know, you never know with a knee. Do you have any guys, do you guys have any kind of timetable on when he might be back? That's up to Jack and his doctors. Like that's, that's, he hasn't practiced on anything with you guys. No, he has not. He hasn't has skated with us. Um, I think he's been back on the ice. I think he maybe got back on the ice a little bit ago, just trying to a little bit of mobility stuff. But no, he hasn't been on the ice with us. Now, when you have a guy like that, who you know he was expected to do some things, but the fact that he hasn't been here all year could—it might sound crazy, but if he did come back, could it disrupt things more than help? No, I don't think so. I think you know, I think it—you know—Jack's well liked in our locker room. I don't um, mean like that, but just like the chemistry on the ice. Um, no, I. Like, you know, for right now, our guys, we try to make sure that Jack feels a part of everything. Our guys text him all the time. He texts our guys, the coaching staff. He's involved in everything that we're really doing. So he's, you know, he's still part of the group, even though 
he's been injured. Same thing with Fuzzy when he was out. Um, you know, we try to keep those guys in the loop and, and part of the group as much as possible. So it does take away that when they do come back that, you know, they're just kind of sliding back right into where they were. Getting back in the lead play this weekend at St. Lawrence and Clarkson. Uh, last time you played St. Lawrence here, you lost in overtime, and the Clarkson obviously a nationally ranked team, pretty good team there. What's the uh, what's the outlook for this weekend? No, uh, it's same thing. Keep keep building and, and playing to our identity. When we play hard and you know we're heavy to play against, you know we can skate and, and compete with anybody. So just taking care of ourselves and obviously trying to generate more offense. Um, you know we haven't scored very much, and we worked on that today, and we'll continue to work on that as well. And then especially especially teams is always key. So. I mean, I'm working on that, making sure our PK stays sharp and our, and our power play is starting to come. I had plenty of chances this weekend. So just didn't uh, put one over the goal line, but hopefully they will this weekend. So, um, you know, sticking to our identity and just work on the process. Big um, game Sunday. Your Seahawks, Seahawks, my yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. What are we uh, looking at here? Seahawks are better on the road. I definitely got the Seahawks this oh, weekend. I'm sorry, fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mike, um, I took down one union hockey coach with the Cowboys going down. Now I have to take on Jason Tapp and uh, his Seattle Seahawks. I mean, I'm sure you're well-liked over there. <laughs> I had to wear my Eagles jacket and hat again. I was hoping to get right. some reaction from uh, Rick Bennett and his uh, beloved Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but uh, he wasn't around, so I didn't get that reaction that I wanted anyway. So uh, coming up, I'll talk with junior forward Parker Fu. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CastBox. Hi, this is Union College football coach Jeff Behrman. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette associate sports editor Ken Schott. Back on the Parting Shots podcast, Parker Fu returned to the Union lineup last weekend after missing 17 games because of a shoulder injury. He had six shots on goal in the two games at the Catamount Cup. I spoke with Fu Wednesday at Mesa Rink. Parker, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you, you too. How's it feel to be back in the lineup? It feels great. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's refreshing kind of, you know, just getting back out there and just being with the guys. I mean, you know, when you're here and, you know, you're not skating, you're not out there on the ice, you're not really going through much with the guys. So, you know, you're kind of just there. Um, you're not really able to build great relationships and, you know, go through things with the guys and especially with, you know, 13 new guys here. Um, it's definitely nice to be getting out, getting out there on the ice and kind of, you know, getting to know them a little better and, you know, going through things with them. So, yeah, we heard it was a, sh- we heard it was a shoulder injury. I mean, when did you hurt it and uh, when did you know it was a pretty bad? Um, it was actually last season. Um, <clears throat> we weren't entirely sure what uh, what the deal was with it, and then, you know, midsummer we got an MRI and figured um, probably have to get something done. So, um, in the in the summer we kind of figured it'd uh, be a little bit of a long term injury. What, what what exactly was it? Uh, shoulder. shoulder, just the shoulder, nothing. Shoulder. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, how frustrating was it to, to be sitting here, especially with the team struggling the way it was, and not being able to help you know, try to you know, uh, you know level things out for the team? Yeah, no. I mean, it's definitely definitely tough to watch from the stands, and you know, not really be able to have a part of anything. So, um, you know, just just happy to be back, and uh, you know, it's good <laughs> to be back with the boys. So, yeah, some of these guys walking by you now trying to interrupt the interview, but it's okay, we got you. <laughs> so, um, when you got back into the game uh, in the lineup uh, last Saturday against Vermont, what was the, your day like? Was it you know nervous feeling, nervous energy as you're getting ready, knowing this, you know, you're making your season debut? Yeah, you know, I mean, I just tried to kind of stay calm, you know, not to, not get too high, not get too low. Um, you know, I kind of. 
just kind of took it like a regular day, you know, obviously tried to hydrate as much as I could, and, you know, I tried to nap, but um, <clears throat> obviously the nerves were going a little bit, so it was tough to do that, but talked to my brother before the game and, you know, doing as much as I could to, to get ready for it, and that was about it. Yeah. So. Wait, was was nervousness when you first shift? Not really, no. I mean, it uh, definitely felt a little weird, you know, not being, you know, first shift in about 10 months was, uh, you know, a bit of a, bit of a step took a little bit to get back into it, I guess. Um, but I'd say after the first period, you know, everything kind of just felt normal again and just back to it. So, yeah. In talking with Jason Tapp uh, earlier this week, he was mentioning the fact that you didn't seem winded at all. You, you, you skated with a lot of energy. Did that surprise you that you weren't uh, you know, winded, you know, being this your first couple games of the season? Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, you know, before coming back, the rehab process, you know, right when I started first getting out on the ice, we did a lot of skating. Um, so kind of just really tried to get the lungs back into it. And um, I think that, that really ended up paying off. Uh, I felt uh, felt pretty solid out there. I mean, to be honest, I expected to be a little bit more tired than I was. But, um, you know, got got a good amount of ice time. And I thought um, thought I handled it pretty well. And, you know, it wasn't too, wasn't too bad on the lungs. So. You had six shots on the goal over the weekend. You know, was, you know were you happy with the fact that we're getting some chances? Yeah, no, it was definitely good to get chances. I mean, that first one there coming out of the corner, I kind of, you know, felt a little weird, just kind of, you know, a bit of a shock. Just it's been so long. But, um, yeah, no, it was, it was great to get some pucks on net and try to help a little bit offensively. So, one of the, um, You're one of the more popular people that have been asked questions about your status from the union fans. Uh, everybody's been asking, you know, where's Parker, how's Parker doing? Uh, does it make you feel good that the fans are really concerned about where you are? And, you know, how you're, and then that they, now that they're, you're back, they seem to be pretty happy. Yeah, no, it's great. It's, uh, you know, it's obviously nice to have a little bit of support. And, you know, the fans have been great my whole time here. So it's, uh, it's definitely appreciated for sure. You mentioned your brother Spencer. How's he doing in China? He's doing well. Yeah, he's uh, he's enjoying it. He's he's playing well, and I mean, it's a great opportunity for him to you know see the world and play some play some hockey. Did it surprise you? He decided to uh, go over there. Uh, not really. No, I mean, I we're pretty close, so you know, we kind of talk about his season in Stockton and all that stuff, and you know, it didn't seem like it was a great fit, so it uh, was kind of looking like he was trending towards you know looking to go somewhere else other than Stockton, so I would say it wasn't too surprising. Yeah. Well, final question for you and on you. Uh, what's your goal for the second half of the season? Uh, you know, I, I'd say uh, just in terms of numbers, you know, I, I don't think that uh, there's really any set set number. Um, you know, I just want to come back and, you know, help the team win, and, you know, hopefully our team can have a winning record coming back, and I think that's all that really matters for the second half. Parker Fu, thanks for coming on the uh, Party Shots podcast. Have a great second half of the season, and uh, happy 2020. Thank you. You as well. Now, Mike uh, Parker seemed very happy to be back, and uh, I guess the one thing he was surprised, as you mentioned, that he wasn't winded after you know, not playing all these games. I think also Jason Tapp mentioned that, the fact that he seemed to have a lot of stamina, which was good. Yeah, and that kind of echoes something a little bit what I was asking Rick Bennett about. I said, do you have to keep an eye on him to make sure he doesn't go out there thinking, well, i got to make up for a season's, for half a season's missed uh, action here in, you know, in a lightning bolt. And, and he said, no, he's, he's a really intelligent guy, intelligent player. And he didn't notice anything, you know, approaching that kind of response. Cause I know that was something that he mentioned um, uh, with Joseph Campolito who had missed a lot of time last year. And he said, you know, we need someone like him to not try to like make up for all that lost time and, you know, and, and run around with your, you know, like a chicken with your head cut off. So. I, I think a lot of us, yeah, when he Parker committed to Union, we're thinking oh, he's going to be like his brother yeah. uh, Spencer, but it hasn't really turned out that way. 
I don't know if disappointment is the right word, but it's, uh, I mean, he's obviously he had a great junior career. He got drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks, but maybe, maybe they, you know, still got time left in the junior year and the senior year, maybe get things turned around. And yeah. Become a, a you good know, school it's, it's a tricky position for him to be in, you know, following in his, in his very accomplished uh, brother's uh, skates. And, but, you know, I think we kind of learned early that they, they're different kinds of players that, just characteristics and he's not so much as a flashy stick handling speed guy, but he is a good puck possession guy, bigger. Um, uh, so I think they're like two different players, but it's easy for us to fall into that trap to expect, you know, like a clone of Spencer when Parker shows up and, and uh, you know, it's difficult. That usually doesn't work out that yeah. way. Well, we'll open up the union mailbag next and then wrap up the podcast. You're listening to the party shots podcast available on Apple podcast. Spotify, and CastBox. Hi, this is Harborside Hal Wafer. I'm the manager of the River Sportsbook at Rivers Casino and Resort. Now, it's always a winning bet to listen to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Back on the Party Shots podcast, and Mike, it's time to open up the Union Hockey Mailbag. Open her up. Well, actually, it's all Harvey Kagan. We should just call it the Harvey <laughs> Kagan Mailbag. <laughs> Sponsoring the mailbag. Yes. Well, he had three questions for us. Uh, first question for discussion. Should Union use Vascolius uh, at left wing for the remainder of the year? He played there, I guess, uh, in the Sunday game against Providence. That's an interesting um, suggestion, and he scored his first goal of the season, uh, um, you know, he did miss a couple games. Um, I know it's something that they tried earlier this year with another defenseman, Fletcher Feynman, putting him on uh, the, the forward line a little bit. But they're pretty two different kind of players. Um, but, you know, we'll have to keep an eye on that. If, I mean, if it worked, and I don't know if he was skating on the forward line when he scored his goal, but um, if he was, then maybe that's something that they should continue to tinker with. It's yeah. not a bad idea. He's fast and and has a good shot, and, um, you know, he's a smart player. Um, he, he could really add something to the forward. Yeah, well, Rob Dixon replied to this on the Union High College Hockey Fans uh, Facebook page uh, in all caps, yes. Heartily <laughs> <laughs> uh, endorsed by the Union fans. Yes. Apparently. Question number two, um, can yes, – I, I think we know the answer to this one, but we'll have to ask it anyway. Can Union make a realistic run for the ECAC Hockey Cleary Cup? That's the regular season title. Can they eventually compete head to head with Harvard, Clarkson, and Cornell? First part of that, unequivocal no. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, first of all, like, they have so much. They would have so much ground to make up. They basically have to run the table to pull that stunt. And um, and second of all, I, they just don't appear to be a team that's equipped to to you know really make a run. I, I mean, at this point, they're they're be, they would be happy to like finish in the top eight. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> you get home. At least get home ice for the uh, for the first round. So. Yeah, I mean that's something that's worthy of aspiring to. I would think. I, you know, I don't think anybody over over at Mesa Rink is thinking about ECAC. They're, they're, they're not making any room in the trophy case for another Cleary. No. no. Um, and Rob Dixon replied to that one. Uh, one of Union's earlier coaches, perhaps Bruce Delventhal, said, "You build a team from the net out, meaning that while the offense is important, no team can consistently win without defense." That said, the Catamount Tony spotlighted a solid defense. Uh, in parentheses, a union held the number 13 team in the country, which is Providence, to one goal, including a five-minute major. If that is a permanent uh, feature of the team going forward, 
yes, they can compete with the best in ECAC and uh, make it a real make a realistic run, realistic in quotes, uh, for the Clary Cup. Uh, so, I, well, we'll see what happens with that. And Harvey's final question: uh, Parker Fu looked comfortable at left wing with Seeger and Rinaldi. Uh, will we see some scoring from that line? You would think. I mean, if he keeps that line together, um, you know, Harrison is kind of a, a puck possession guy, but Rinaldi's got a lot of speed. And I, it seems like three guys that can kind of probably complement each other. Um, you know, Parker and Harrison going to the end boards and getting the puck and, and Rinaldi um, using his speed and, and his good shot. Um, so it would seem to make sense on paper. They they need offense from somebody. Yeah. And, <laughs> ongoing um, issue with that. And Bob Dixon, of course, replying, uh, only when they're on the the ice, give them some Gives in some, so so we'll see what happens. Give him some ice time, it. So yeah, um, we'll we'll see what happens. Well, guys, thank you for uh, participating, and we are always happy to take your questions for the Union Hockey Mailbag. If you'd like to submit a question or comment, email them to me at shot. That's s c h o t t at delegazette.com. I'll also post uh, you know information on the Union College Hockey fans page as well, so you can post there or on my Facebook page as well, or even on Twitter. At slap shots. Look for my weekly ECAC hockey faceoff selections at dailygazette.com slash sports slash parting shots. You can participate in the faceoff selections by emailing your picks to me at shot at dailygazette.com. One other thing we should mention that the union women's head coach Josh Skiba, who is an assistant coach for the women's U under 18 team, uh, just won the uh, world championships uh, over in, uh, in, in Europe, uh, they beat Canada in overtime on Thursday, so he's going to come home with a gold medal. We'll have to ask him about that. We'll have to ask him to bring his medal to the. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they give the coaches medals. Maybe not. Sure. <laughs> but uh, he can talk about that when we talk to him next week. So, congratulations wow. to uh, the U.S. women's hockey team, who did much better than uh, the U.S. under 20, uh, who got eliminated Thursday by uh, Finland, 1 0 in the quarterfinals of the World Junior Championships. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. Mike, uh, thanks for coming on. We'll do this again thanks next week. Thanks for having me. I'll be here. All right. The Parting Shots podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CastBox. Subscribe today. Follow us on social media. I'm at Slapshots on Twitter and Instagram. And Mike is on Twitter at Mike underscore McGatto. The views expressed in the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. For Mike McAdam, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. From the Party Shot Studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.